Likely, most who will view these central moments are followers of Jesus who know well the narrative of the Passion of Christ. Well, if you do, you are fully aware that Friday and the dramatic events of that particular day of Holy Week do not represent the end of the story. Immortalized often in song, poetry, sermons, even a book, the phrase, It's Friday, but Sunday's coming, celebrates that reality. Friday does not conclude the story. Nonetheless, we should not jump over or pass over the sorrow and sacrifice of Friday to go directly to the victory of Sunday morning, Easter sunrise. That Sunday morning discovery of victory was the result of an almost unbelievable price paid on Friday, that having been the very life of God's only Son, Jesus, sacrificed for our sin. The sun rose that Friday morning to what would become an unforgettable day. Of all the days of Holy Week, Friday was packed with more developments than any other single day of that fateful period. Having been arrested in the dark of the previous night and quickly abandoned by his disciples, Friday would see the various hearings begin with the bitter charges leveled against Jesus. First, he appeared before Anas, an influential former high priest. Then before Caiaphas, the current sitting high priest of the day, and Anas' son-in-law. The Sanhedrin Council was next, the Supreme Council and Tribunal of the Jews during the time of Christ. It was headed by a high priest and exercised religious, civil, and criminal authority and jurisdiction. In the process, Jesus was also brought before Pilate, the Roman governor of Judea. Then Jesus stood before Herod, the Roman leader of Galilee, from where Jesus came. Finally, a second appearance before Pilate, who actually acquiesced to the crowd and gave the order for crucifixion. In the midst of all of these venomous proceedings on Friday, we have to interject that Peter was heard denying Jesus three separate times. You must also add in the mockery, the insults, and the horrible inflicted pain of that day, and then the ultimate event of Christ's crucifixion. In the aftermath of Jesus' final cry, it is finished. Don't overlook the events immediately thereafter. Scripture states that at that moment the skies darkened, the earth quaked, the dead came forth from shattered tombs, and the temple veil was ripped wide open, all eternally marking the timeless and universal impact of what had just occurred. Ultimately, Joseph and Nicodemus took care of the broken, bruised, and battered body of the innocent Jesus, Son of God, placing him in a tomb cut out of rock. Friday then ended with one final act. It should leave us contemplating the impact of that day before Sabbath and before Sunday. 
Both Matthew and Mark record that finally, as the day closed, a stone was rolled in place, closing the tomb of Jesus, Son of God and Savior. We contemplate that day in multiple ways. Music has often been a favored medium to do so for many. Such lyrics as, He was nailed to the cross, O sacred head now wounded, Jesus paid it all, in Christ alone, amazing grace, to name but a few. But my mind and heart go to a simple chorus of yet another era, but with a timeless message this Good Friday. Behind the massive stone closing that sacred tomb lay the evidence of a simply stated eternal reality. He paid a debt he did not owe. I owed a debt I could not pay. I needed someone to wash my sins away. And now I sing a brand new song, Amazing Grace. Christ Jesus paid a debt that I could never pay. Yes, rejoice. Sunday is coming, but only because of Friday. Please today, find a quiet time or place and contemplate what this Good Friday means for your eternal destiny. King of my life, I crown thee now. Thine shall the glory be. Lest I forget thy thorn-crowned brow, lead me to Calvary. Lest I forget Gethsemane, lest I forget thine agony, lest I forget thy love for me, lead me to Calvary. Amen. Amen.